Back from the weekend as the Arizona Coyotes take a couple losses on Friday and Saturday. And, uh, well, we're going to talk about those and then we're mainly the uh, Saturday's game. And as well as take a look at injuries and what's coming up for the Arizona Coyotes. What do they have coming up this week? Anything to look forward to? All of that discussed on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leano. That is Kyle Pavlik. On this Monday, it is January 31st. It is the end of January, and I have a load of just burnout from January. I feel like I'm just so tired that like, I'm just like, all right, let's go to February now. Let's, yeah. let's restart. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long year already, and it's only been a month. Yeah, plus February is one of my favorite months. It goes for reasons. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I live in Arizona, so February is pretty nice. Uh, when I was living in Western New York, it was pretty cold still. So it, it's it's nice. It's no longer freezing. It's starting to, to get a little bit better. Uh, it's an enjoyable month. Hey, it's my birthday at the end of the month. So there's Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> you have personal affinity for it. Uh, the rest of us do not. Exactly. Uh, it's a shorter month, so less chance of there being birthdays. Exactly, which is it, which makes it even more fun. Uh, anyways, though, so Arizona Coyotes took a couple losses uh, over the weekend, and then we're going to talk about mainly one. We're going to talk about their loss to the Buffalo Sabres, Carl, because that was a 3-1 loss, and that was one that I thought the Coyotes could have taken, um, especially because the day before, on Friday, it said, oh, their goaltender is going in the COVID protocol. And every other goal, they had like a list of like seven goaltenders out. And like, who yeah. are they going to be in net? They end up putting in 40-year-old Craig Anderson and the Coyotes lose. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only that, they, there was also reports immediately prior to the game that they were going to be missing another three players, including Ross Mustaline, uh and an assistant coach due to COVID protocol. It, it For the longest time, it felt like they were going to postpone the game. Uh, I feel like the NHL is very hesitant to do that right now, despite getting four positive tests in one day with the new testing guidance. Uh, that was definitely an interesting one. But you're right. Um, Craig Anderson came in, managed to uh, to get a win. Uh, the Coyotes' offense is hot and cold, and right now it's very cold. I'm looking at the uh, the natural stat trick stats, and everything. When I mean everything, I mean everything in the stats wise, um, or almost everything, is in favor of the Coyotes. And it's like, how did they not let this one? Yeah. How, how did they not take this one? A 56-52 Corsi, 43-42 Fenwick. Uh, they were outshot 35-28. Scoring chances 28-36, so Sabres had more. High danger was equal at 14-14. Expected goals was 3.71 to 3.08 in favor of Arizona. Yeah. They should have won that game. 
They they should have. I, I do think those stats are a little bit off and just because the Coyotes, I thought, had a very good latter half of the third period. They didn't they didn't go down easily. Um, which is good. It's it's one of the few bright spots you can say. Like if a team's losing, if they're trying hard to to tie things up at the end, uh, I give a little bit of credit to that. But what I talked about in the recap on five for howling is I felt like there was a second period collapse, even though the score sheet doesn't reflect that. Uh, like the Buffalo Sabres only scored one goal, but the Coyotes were outshot eighteen to five in that second period. So. It was a collapse, just the Sabres weren't good enough to, you know, get an extra three like the Coyotes would normally give up. So, in, in more, it was more, it was more in a way where it's, it was like uh, their production, their production just overall, not just offensive, but just like their just general eye test is like, this team is just dead. Yeah. yeah, for for at least a bit. Um, it, it's it's the same thing that we've seen. Um, the team right now, for whatever reason, can't play a full sixty minutes to to save their life. Uh, I don't have have they had like what we what you would consider a complete game throughout this entire year. They've had maybe one or two games in which they've had like fifty. They're fifty. Ish minutes of yeah good hockey, but they've never had a complete game. Yeah, and, and and that is always the problem with the Coyotes. Like they they just they can't put it together for a full sixty minutes. And in all credit in the world, like it's hard to do that because the other team is also trying to do that. But they need to find a way. Um, they need to take fewer penalties. Uh, something that we saw with both games. Uh, I know we're not talking about the Boston one as much, but timely power play goals from their opponents. That's been a theme that we've had this entire year. Um, it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. We're 43 games in. We know what this team is. We know what the problems are. And other teams know what the problems are. They're scouting the Coyotes and they're they're hoping to take advantage. And, Sometimes the Coyotes just aren't going to be able to to recover that. It just make it just makes it frustrating, right? Um, I mean, yeah, we knew we knew that going in, but at the same time, it's just like, can we just see some kind of production here? Because yeah, like it's getting getting stale. <laughs> it is, um, and especially like the the low scoring affairs, uh, the the like what. <laughs> What was the the Jersey score? Like six four, six uh, no, oh four one four one uh, yeah. yeah the four one Jersey the the five two Montreal win um the six four winning over the Blackhawks those are fun like when the Coyotes offense is going even when things are going poorly it's still pretty fun uh but like. Yeah. When they're limited to just one goal, like a two-one game against the Boston Bruins, three-one against the the Buffalo Sabers, those are just you know less enjoyable. Um, granted, the the five-zero loss to the Colorado Avalanche a while back was also unenjoyable. So high scoring doesn't mean high excitement all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And trying to look at the stats for the Arizona Coyotes as a team, if it's 
if it's even going to show me, if you maybe even you can find it, what this team, that this team's current goals per game. Uh, sure. I should be able to pull that up. Because that's one of those easy to find NHL.com stats. Goals per game. The Coyotes are dead last in the league, averaging 219. 219, which is better than earlier this year. I think I was joking around because it was at 1.5 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 offense has definitely picked up a little bit more. Um, we're we're not seeing them get shut out as much. They're still getting shut out, but it's not as much. But like I said uh, at the start, this this is a hot and cold team. There's you know sometimes they can score, sometimes they can't. Uh, I think a lot of that is just kind of skill level. Um, you know they're able to get lucky, and some of it's just kind of. They get stuck in their own head. Yeah, and and again, that that, that does also kind of correlate with the the, the high scoring games we've seen too, right? Yeah. Um, the all those trying to see, just bring up all the recent games um, because that that really that really does show you because you see, um, yeah, the. Yeah, that's yeah. So all those games that you mentioned too, the the uh, seven eight shootout loss to San Jose, and I think that was also just like a flash in the pan. Like you don't, that's you're you're not going to see something like that no, no. ever again. Um, but they, I mean, even the the seven three loss to the to the New York Rangers la or the week prior, like that was an unfortunate loss. I don't want to say that was a complete game in any way. But if they had gotten three against the the Bruins, they would have won. If they had gotten three against the the Sabers, they would have pushed it to overtime. Like if they can get offense, like they usually are doing pretty okay. But if they're limited to just like one or two goals, it's very hard to win those games. Yeah, especially when right now, um, you just got Clayton Keller doing most of the. Goal work at sixteen. Um, yeah. The other, the, the the next three in line are Travis Boyd and Lawson Kraus at ten, and Shane Gottspear at eight. Yeah, which I mean, uh, we talked about. Yeah, Travis Boyd's been having a pretty good season, but I, I'd like to see to see some more teams progressing. Uh, I do think it's good that we are potentially going to have eh, maybe three players who reach twenty goals. Uh, if if Kraus and um, and Boyd, you know, keep up the pace, I think that's going to be more difficult for Boyd uh, than Kraus because I think Kraus could be that twenty goal guy. But uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the the second half of the year goes and if the Coyotes can turn things around and uh, get their offense going again, at least temporarily, because yeah, it'll it'll stop sooner or later. If you want to see, I want to see, looking at a, just some crazy example um, of, of exactly how the Coyotes offense is, as, as this last this last thought before we move on to the next segment. Clayton Keller is the leader in points at 35. The next, uh, the, um, and that's for the Coyotes, the highest points right now, or the, let's put it the top four, the top four, 
uh, or five, actually, the top five points leaders right now of the in the NHL are at 62, 61, 59, 58, and 58. <laughs> yeah, so there there's quite a gap between what the, the best Coyotes player is able to do versus the rest of the league. Uh, I will say that, I mean, part of that is probably the number of assists Keller has. If there was someone else to score goals, yeah, we can maybe see him a little bit higher. I uh, doubt he'd be top five, but you know, maybe 10 points difference compared to I mean, Leon Dreisaitl has double the amount of goals yeah. as, as Keller does. Yeah. But Dreisaitl is also a player who you expect to score more goals. Oh, yeah, than f- fair, yeah. But I'm just, it's just crazy how like you know Dreisaitl is number one in the NHL, which 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 was, doesn't surprise me. And you compare that to number one in the Coyotes, which is yeah, stark difference. It just tells you there's a I'm I'm, I'm getting and that's the point I'm getting here. There's a reason why the Arizona Coyotes are only scoring what two point one goals a game. Yeah, yeah. There, there very much is a reason. It is I, – I am writing the previews now, and it's crazy to just see how many teams have a 20-goal scorer like midway through the year already, and you're just like, what? That was like – that's a benchmark that the Coyotes have not had for seasons, and you, there's someone like midway through the year is already at that. That's just uh, – and you see it a lot, so – Definitely shows why the Coyotes need to restock. Absolutely. Anyways, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk some injury updates, what's going on with uh, those who are uh, out for a little bit. When are they? Maybe what are some timetables, all that coming up. As well as take a look at the week ahead of the Arizona Coyotes. What games are coming up? Anything that we should pay attention to as they get ready for, I believe, the All-Star break coming up in just a little bit. So, um We'll have all that discussion later on. But first, I believe Carl, you have something to share from our friends at Bill Bar? I do, yeah. Uh, and that's it's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And Bill Bar wants to help you out with yours if it's included in getting fit or eating healthier. Make sure to include Bill Bar in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it really easy to stick to your resolutions. We're a month away from the from the new year, that's when resolutions really start to drop off. If you want to go to the gym, it's actually a pretty good time to go because all those people who kind of went for the first couple weeks are gone now. But you don't want to be like those people. You want to stick to it. You want to go with Built Bar. Built Bar contains 130 calories, 4 grams of sugars, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a chalk, which is like a candy bar, which normally has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So definitely a much healthier option. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so back here on Lockdown Coyotes on this Monday, the end of January. I know it's been already exhausting, as you can tell from the sound of my voice, but it's okay. Um... We're going to talk more on this episode, so let's let's get to some injury updates. So, Carl, you saw a 
really quick one thing from is an update regarding uh, Coyotes forward Johan Larson. Yes, uh, I saw Craig Morgan had tweeted out. It looks like there is possible groin surgery for Johan Larson moving forward. Uh, he sat out the last two games with a lower body injury. Seems like he may be poised to miss some uh, extended time, which would be That's unfortunate a- because they need him. Yeah, it, um, especially because um, you know he had that one game where he had a hat trick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just uh, but right. he's he's a good he's he's a good he's just a good presence on the ice. Um, also, he's just a, a player who can sometimes play for or sometimes play center. Uh, I don't know if, uh, the the place I'm looking at lists him as a left wing, but uh, I mean, with Barrett Hayden and Jay Beagle also down with injuries, uh, the Coyotes are starting to look pretty thin on, in the center position. Um, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing is new about that at all. Uh, I mean, I made the joke earlier this, I made, I made the joke last year, Carl, when your number one center was Nick Schmaltz, like you got to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and it was funny because for a while they were like, oh yeah, Coyotes are pretty good. Okay. At center. And it's just like, no, no, they're not. It was paper tiger at best, and just very weak altogether. I'm looking at the the, the current injured reserve now. Still five players on the injured uh-huh. reserve. Um, I think three of which we know are definitely out for the rest of the season. Um, Yashkin, Beagle, Timmins. I'm seeing a Beagle listed as early March. So I think he may be. I think potentially early March. Yeah. There's a chance the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely Yashkin and Timmons are guaranteed to be end of the the season. Uh, Knee injuries uh, for the both of them, I I believe. Uh, Timmons definitely. They were never really clear what exactly happened with Yashkin. Uh, at least nothing that I saw. Um, and, and that's really unfortunate because what we have uh, two centers, Barrett and, and Beagle are both out until early March. And for the Coyotes, that's back practically the full season. Like they're not making the postseason. I mean, this was already known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you. Uh, how are the Roadrunners looking? Do you think they can make the the postseason? Well, they're guaranteed to make the postseason on a on a on a technicality. Okay, because I... because the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League does their own playoff tournament pre Calder Cup. Ah, uh, um, yeah. So technically, that counts as postseason. Sure. Um. <laughs> They have taken they they have taken a hit because of all the players that get that have been getting called up. Of course, right? Um, you know, Cam Deneen just recently got called up to the taxi squad, right? So, I do wonder if like he in because I feel like they're gonna want to put him in the AHL for a conditioning stint, but 
why maybe just like reassign him and have him finish out the year there, have him or send him back to make sure he can play in the AHL postseason. I'm not sure how, what they're going to do with Hayton because missing a pretty substantial amount of time with a hand injury is definitely an unforeseen aspect of his development. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the st- I'm trying to look at the stats right now or f- for the Pacific Division in the American Hockey League. Um, the Roadrunners are currently in seventh place out of nine in the Pacific Division. With uh, 20, uh, 29 points, 34 games played. It does not help that the Coyotes took all of their best players. Yes, this was this happened last year. There's a reason why the Roadrunners were last last year because of yeah. that reason. Um, I mean, it was, it was a lot closer before. Abbotsford's ahead of them at 34. And Henderson's 39, Bakersfield's 39, Colorado's 46, Ontario's 49, and Stockton at the top of 52. Hmm. So, I mean, like, maybe if they get, like, an influx of, of players towards the end of the year, maybe. Um, I, I think it's it's probably going to end up going the opposite way, though, once the Coyotes start selling at the deadline and they have room for, for younger players. Like maybe Matias Michelli comes up, maybe Jan Unique gets a, a second look, um, but they'll end up going back down for for the AHL postseason. Depend, you know, we'll see how how far the uh, the Roadrunners can get with that, though. Especially because yeah, um, if they match up against Stockton or Ontario, it might be game over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, from what you're telling me. Doesn't look that good. No, uh, I mean maybe if you know, no, I was trying to think because if like, if they get all their players back and like and healthy, but at the same time, like that also requires them to you know re you know reacquaint themselves with the system down in Tucson versus in Glendale. Yeah, because yeah, it's definitely going to be like adjustments to to different playing styles, so. Who knows how long it'll take to to, to do that. Um, I do imagine it's easier to jump from the NHL to the AHL than it is to maybe go from the AHL to the NHL, but I've never had to do it, so I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah. Plus, also, the Coyotes also lost – I mean, the Roadrunners lost a couple of people with injuries too, which is like Liam Kirk, I'm looking at you. Yeah. That is uh, – Another unfortunate one. Uh, I would have liked to see what Kirk can maybe do. Like he had injured like just five games in the season. I'm just like, dude, why? <laughs> it's just that year. It's the year of injuries. Uh, there's like some curse on Arizona that I need to know about. <laughs> I mean, probably, probably. Uh, I I think it's it's just a. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's kind of focused on on the COVID of it all. I think maybe it's just leading to a little bit more injuries in general slipping under the radar. I don't imagine like it's going to get better with the with the schedule changing to be like very bloated in the second half because um, of all the games that were postponed. I think we're going to see more injuries. Hopefully, not too many from the Coyotes. Knock on wood. Absolutely. Well, anyways, though. We're going to talk more on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. 
we have to get to the uh, what's coming up for them because uh, we got a couple games this week. And just take a, a brief look at their schedule because guess what? We're about to enter a new month. So we're going to talk about all that on this next on this episode of Locked on Kelly. So be sure to stay tuned in just a sec. But first, got a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back here on Lockdown Coyote to take a look ahead. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk really quick about what's coming up this week, Carl. And it's another back-to-back. Two back-to-backs in a row. Three. This one, three back. Wait. I... Well, this will be the third back-to-back because we have the New York Islanders and the New York uh, Rangers, Boston and Buffalo. And now this week we have... Oh, well, I meant like back to back, like in terms of series, like the, so the Penguins broke oh. up that other one, but so, but yeah, we were tech, but technically you are right. It is, you know, in terms of weeks, yeah. it's the third freaking week in a row that they have. Like, why do the schedule makers hate the Arizona Coyotes? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and uh, spoilers for, for next week's episode, they have another back to back, four weeks of back to backs. I think that one is was not originally scheduled that way. Um, that was uh, that was a this is one of the COVID um, yeah. reschedulings, I think. Yeah, is uh, I was looking because the Calgary game has a star, and I was like, is that disinfect COVID? No, that's White Claw White Claw Wednesdays. So White but, Claw Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Coyotes. Um, two good teams. Uh, Colorado Avalanche are, of course, the Colorado Avalanche. Calgary Flames, uh, not the best, but I would say they were, they're like Boston tier, kind of middle of the pack. Definitely going to be a playoff contender um, based off of what I'm seeing right now, barring a collapse, but you know, not the cream of the crop. Either way, both teams better than the Coyotes. Well, I mean, that's 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 a low bar to set. <laughs> you say- I, I will say this. At least the Coyotes are going to have a chance to rest. So they can go all out against the Calgary Flames. Like, yeah, and then, they don't and have to worry about like, anything. And then they rest with, uh, with a full, almost a full week off before they face Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland. Ah, uh, yes. Unless uh, the Canucks trade Kyron Garland by then, because his name, uh, I don't know if you saw, it's been coming up in the rumor reel, mill already. Oh, of course it is. To the New Jersey Devils of all teams. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why the Devils are making moves like that, but uh, I, don't they, I don't know why the Canucks did either, so who knows? So let's let's keep taking a look at a, a, a continue to look ahead. So the Canucks are going to be next Tuesday, February eighth, yeah. um, and then you have then they go to Seattle. So essentially, just go down south of the uh, the Canadian border to face the Kraken, uh, the Seattle yep. Kraken again, uh, second time in the season that they'll be facing each other. And uh, ain't it nice, Carl? be able to 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 go up against a team that you know just says like hey the first time we met ever we beat you guys yeah uh it it'll be interesting to see uh the kraken game maybe 
the second time this season the Coyotes are favorites to win a game. Because they're not a good team. No, they're not a good team. <laughs> and the Coyotes have beaten them. Uh, only, what, 10 teams can say right now that they have lost to the Coyotes? Maybe not even 10. I don't know if they've beaten the same team twice. I mean, it's awesome to say that the Maple Leafs have to say that got beaten by the Coyotes. So Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice. But, but the Kraken are just one of those teams where – could you imagine if they got swept by the Coyotes in their opening season with the NHL? It would be embarrassing. <laughs> uh, how does it work in our conference? I'm trying to think. It's Because I know – when you cross conference, it's one home, one away. I think, but interconference, like between, but in different divisions, is it two home, two away? Uh, I think it varies. Um, so the the it's going to be looks like it's just the the two. No, they got, are, they got one more at the end of March. Ah, yes. The one at the March. The uh, NHL website's kind of weird. So, yeah, three games. So, we could, depending on how things go, very well see uh, a sweep. Uh, if they play their cards right. If they do. We'll see. We shall see. Um, continuing to look ahead uh, for the Coyotes, you got, then you have a... Uh, Friday game, February 11th, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's going to be a no bueno game. Nope. Um, another back-to-back, guys. Uh, you have the uh, the Kings and the Stars visiting the Coyotes on the 19th and 20th. So, and- so five straight weeks of back-to-backs. Beautiful. And then the uh, Kings again on the 23rd. The Golden Knights on the 25th. And the Jets on the 27th. So maybe two winnable games. Maybe two, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about the Vancouver Canucks, but... They're... Eh. Hmm. Well, well, obviously, we'll get more in-depth once that once, once next week is, but... Yeah. Uh, either way, it's... The Coyotes are going to have a, a, a tough-ish February. Best thing you could say is they're going to have a decent amount of rest between the multiple back-to-backs they have to play. Absolutely. Um, one more thing I should mention, because it you know as a look ahead for Arizona Coyotes, it really only matters to one, to one of these players, and that is the NHL All-Star Game is this Saturday. And... Um, Clayton Keller is, yeah. is going there. We mentioned that. And, and it's it's nice to see that Keller has been playing well like in the lead-up to an All-Star game um, because we, you always hear stuff about, like, should every you know team be represented at the All-Star game? I think they should. But, like, in the lead-up, he's on a four-game point streak. The Coyotes haven't won in their past five games, but Keller has been getting points in four of those last five. So he's at least doing something right. Um, had close to 25 minutes against the Boston Bruins. That's very impressive. For a forward. Yeah, yeah. That's 
shows the step that he has taken um, as a player. So I, I do think Keller is a deserved all-star, um, even if you do not count for the annoyance at having one player for each team. You know what I love, and some people might not like this, but there's and there's and there's a reason behind me saying this. Uh, the uh, the NHL All Star Game is the day before the Pro Bowl, which has also been used in touted as one of the worst quote All Star games in professional sports. Um, no one likes the way the NFL does it. Yeah. Um, the NHL likes to put on a show, and it's like, okay, we have two, we have two All Star weekends, the same weekend. Who's gonna do it better? Um, I think the NHL easily does a much better job than the NFL does. I I like the skills competition. Uh, I think that that tends to be pretty fun. You get to a bunch of highlights. Uh, the All Star Game itself, I, I find pretty unnecessary. But I just think that about all all-star games i think they're just kind of like yeah i could take well, it or leave it all-star weekends is also i'll put it yeah um because that's that's the that's best a better way of putting it um and yeah it's it's it's, it's nice to have it that way um <laughs> to have it like that to see the start comparisons um yeah Steve. although i will give if there's one thing i'll give i'll say um in terms of all-star weekends if I want to give any credit to a sport, I think base, baseball does it right with their home run derby. I love it. Sure. That, that, that one's also like a pretty easy, uh, hard one to mess up, I would say. Making like a coherent hockey all-star thing. Like, Plus, it's usually, it usually coincides with 4th of July weekend. Like Nothing more American than home run derby. <laughs> I will take your word for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I'm excited for the uh, for All Star Weekend because we haven't had an All Star Weekend in uh, since in two years. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. It's been a very long while. Um, where was oh it was, it was in St. Louis uh, in 2020 2019 it was in my hometown of San Jose I went there actually it was fun um not the, not the game itself but just to the little fanfare they had around it yeah like I said the there there's good parts of it but eh, in general the game itself is kind of kind of meh absolutely um oh chef it guides in Vegas too yes. Uh, and they're doing. We we could talk about this. Uh, as, as we'll, we'll get we'll get more because yeah. it's because we'll have time later. But we can have an all star episode. So yeah. we'll, we'll go into de- deeper depth, especially depth especially because we're running out of time yes. on this episode. But we since because of that we are out of time on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. So that's going to end this one. So if you love what you're here, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you get to ready. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on. YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash lockdown coyotes, on Instagram at lockdown coyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Interact with us, ask the question, mention us, DM us what you want. We will answer your questions either directly or in a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.